You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? All right, so we're going to talk about this more later, but just straight one one answer. With the Suns hiring Kukoskov? Kukoskov? Igor. Igor. Does that mean... That you have to land a pick before the Suns to get Luka. Probably. But I always wonder how much coaches actually have to do with draft picks. Like, Rick Carlisle, he had some say in it. But I feel like if Rick Carlisle would have been, like, undecided, they still would have gone with Dennis. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like he can come in there and be like... If he comes in there and says, I want this player and no one else, then they'd probably go with that player. But Yeah, but how much when you look at it from a from a management perspective saying there's not a prospect close to Luca that this coach will be able to maximize more. Oh, right, right. But then it's also like a new, a brand new coach that's getting, that's getting uh, hired like a month and a half before the draft. So how, like comparing Rick Carlisle, who has like, there's the, the threesome of Cuban Nelson and Carlisle that is like, had this brain trust together and then comparing him to a coach that just got hired. So like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How much I don't say think does he, he really have. Or I don't think it's like the, the the Suns made that hire with Luca in mind, which that would be yeah, dumb. that would be kind of dumb. Well, I think that did play into it, and I think they have. I mean, this is going beyond. I think they have the pieces to where if they land two or three to move up to one to for Luca if they're locked in on Luca. Oh, so if I they think, if they don't get one, I think they have the stuff to move up to one. To get him if they want, but I, they have I the think weirdest 100%. cap sheet, man. I was looking at it today. They just have some weird stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, that Tyson and like Brandon Knight and all that. But anyway, we'll talk about it more later. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what it means for the Mavericks and all that stuff today. What we're getting into, we're finally, we're finally getting into. We're gonna have the Demarcus Cousins talk today. You know how you have that talk with your parents growing up. Today we're having the boogie talk. It's like like the birds and the bees talk, <laughs> except for it's the. Uh, the boogies and the cousins talk, or, or the uh... <laughs> sounds like something in like Kentucky, like the cousins talk. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kentucky, uh, the center from Kentucky, Demarcus Cousins, is uh, is not going to be. He's going to be a free agent this summer, and so it's a big topic right now. The Mavs have been linked to him for the last probably two off seasons when he was potentially going to get traded, and when he actually got traded, and. And even now, so it's a big discussion. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to go all into it. And so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, Isaac, any any news or anything we want to talk about? We have the, uh, if you guys didn't catch last night, which we're recording before it happened, but the Mavs Gaming kicked off their first uh, their first game last night. Uh, I, I'm going to pretend that they won, so congrats to Mavs Gaming. <laughs> They have uh they have a bunch more games today. I think they have three more games today. Yeah, three three games today on Friday. Uh, kind of depends on how they do if they come out of their pool to play again on Saturday in like a single elimination tournament. So 
hoping uh, they do well, rooting for them. They'll come back on Sunday, and um, I'm sure we'll talk with them sometime next week. But um, cool group, cool group of dudes. And I wrote my, I wrote a piece on them that came out today or yesterday, so you can uh, you can read that. Yeah, good stuff. We're uh, we're excited for them. Hopefully, they come away four and zero this weekend. And you can watch all their games on Twitch, which is kind of cool. I was watching a couple games the other day. Uh, I think it's a, it's at least worth looking into, especially during the off season when there's no basketball. It's pretty fun. It's, it's kind of interesting the way that they're pulling this off. So that's kind of the only Mavs news. Did we talk about Wes Matthews picking up his extension? It's not really news. We kind of we knew it was going to happen, but no, he, we, he we did, never talked about it. He did pick up his extension. Yeah, he picked up uh, his player option. He opted into it. I mean, he's been saying the whole time that, hey, I um, don't plan on going anywhere. So we've seen that become a trend that um, maybe we can talk about more next week about other free agents with player options because the money is going to be so scarce this summer. We've seen uh, Corey Joseph pick up his in Indiana, uh, which I think the Pacers are going to go after Yogi Ferrell, by the way. but Wouldn't be um, surprised. So, like, we've, we've just already seen that. Even though Jamal Crawford opted out, Joseph, you know, and Wes did already. I think I think you could see some bigger names. I think you could possibly even see somebody like DeAndre Jordan, uh, somebody like that with a player option opt-in, just because I tweeted out this again uh, yesterday or a few days ago, the teams with cap space going into the summer. It's not a lot. Over half the league is projected to be in the luxury tax next year, which, which is, is over, which is over the the normal like cap. So you, the, we talk yeah. about the cap number being at like ninety nine million. They're even above that. They're like into the luxury tax. They're paying taxes on their team. Yeah, so Crazy. I mean, so that's where teams it, it like gets Washington, in, teams like the Washington Wizards, which is like barely an eight seed, are into the luxury tax. That's are in the luxury tax. So. Anyway, it's going to be a, a crazy summer. There's going to be all these free agents and just not enough money to go around. So, yeah, I think you see a trend. We didn't we didn't expect anything different with Wes Matthews. So no. he's back. He's at $18.6 million right now, which is an expiring contract. He immediately became an expiring contract. So <laughs> do they, you know look to keep him or do they uh do they look to you know look at other deals across the league there uh, there's no rumors there's no news about that right now so he's going to be a maverick right now no if you read anything about the mavs trying to trade or attempting to trade Wes matthews it's old news not fake news it's old news the only thing that came out about Wes matthews possibly being traded was at the trade deadline by mark stein that was at a trade deadline in February. That could still be true now. We don't know, but it's that's old. Stein hadn't reported it, so yeah. All right, so let's get right into the Demarcus Cousins topic, uh, and we will talk about it in just one second. All right, Demarcus Cousins. It's it's a big topic. It he seems like it's almost like he's the Mavs Moby Dick. You know what I mean? Like, and and Cuban is Captain Ahab. Like he's just just been this chase, and it's not really about Demarcus Cousins. It's more about like the Mavericks just wanting relevancy and wanting to get a big free agent. He's just the next in the line of attempts. That's what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like Demarcus Cousins is in any way like the key to unlock the Mavericks' success in the future. It just seems to me like he's he's been the most available, really really good player, and the Mavericks have been like close to that. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I wouldn't say he's Moby Dick. I would say the um, insert big free agent is. It wasn't Moby about. Dick. It wasn't about the fish itself, Isaac. Was an exclusive fish? No, no, not that fish. Different. <laughs> the fish no, was a like, metaphor, Isaac. Yes, the fish is like the big free agent that we've that Cuban has been Ahab. Not really cousins because he hasn't been a free agent like that we've been able to chase and stuff before. But let me ask you this: Is Cousins the best free agent out of the ones we've chased or been linked to over the past five Man, years? Man, that's tough. Uh, okay, so you think about like where Dwight Howard was. Dwight Howard at his peak was better than Demarcus Cousins. But, we're talking, well, when, but when the Mavs were chasing exactly. him, that was after his year with the Lakers. So he was, he was not as good as DeMarcus Cousins was. Correct. Like. If you look at DeAndre Jordan, he has never been as good as DeMarcus Cousins. No. Um, Darren Williams, no. No. What other names come to mind? I mean, I don't know how much you want to say. Oh, like the white Mike side Conley. and Conley? No. Yeah, but no. See, white side, no, please. Uh, wasn't there, there was like LeBron and Carmelo talks. No, stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, he's the best individual player that the Mavericks have probably ever been linked to, to chase in recent memory. I'm sure there are some of the past people, but like, what about this guy? What about Shaquille O'Neal? What about this? (laughs) Please. But yeah, I mean, he's the best out of the group. So we operate under, you know, that's something to keep in mind that we have missed on some big free agents, but he would be the biggest free agent that we've um, been linked to or had a conversation with if it happens. So I think we're, we've been pretty vocal on the, the idea that we're on opposite sides of this. I am completely against going after DeMarcus cousins. It just, there's a lot, I have a lot of holdups and I'll talk about all those. And you've been on the let's get DeMarcus Cousins. Would you yes. say that he's your number one free agent? Like you would rather have him than any other anybody else that's going to be on the market this summer? Um, yes. So like you're picking him above Aaron Gordon, Parker. Well, let's throw out Clint Capella because we just don't. Yeah, I would like Capella more than him. But yeah. Um, yes, he would be um, over those guys for yes. So here, he, let's let's go in. Here are my holdups for Demarcus Cousins. He's gonna be 28 in August, so right in his prime. Uh, if you throw the max at him, that's a four-year deal that you're allowed to throw at him. Uh, at the end of that, he will be 32, which is you know fine. That's right at the end of of a big man's pretty much career. <laughs> Wesley Matthews turns 32 this year. Uh, to give you perspective. A pushback on that is a little different for a wing than a big. No, but I'm saying to give you perspective of how you view old or oh, yeah. how like West West Matthews turns 32 this year Here, to give I'll, you that. I'll throw you a, a better perspective. Kendrick Perkins is 30, 33. <laughs> He's not Kendrick Perkins. Stop it. <laughs> I found that out today. And Daniel like, Orton's like 25. <laughs> holy cow. Kendrick Perkins is 30. Doesn't Kendrick Perkins seem like he could be 45? Like if yes. somebody told you Kendrick Perkins is forty two years old, you you just not even. Oh, for sure, I bet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I knew that. <laughs> He's thirty three. <laughs> Dirk is like seven years older than him. That's wild. That's crazy. So, but my problem with his age is that with this Achilles injury, we saw Wes Matthews try to come back from it, and Wes Matthews is a guy that I mean, he is just a relentless worker. We know that, you know, we know his work ethic. 
we don't I don't really know about DeMarcus Cousins' work ethic. Like we know that he's been overweight at times. We know he's dropped weight. We know he's he's put put on some weight. Like he's listed on on uh, basketball reference as 270. I don't know if he's 270. And at times he's been less than 270. We, didn't we see like a, a summer of like slim DeMarcus or like skinny cousins yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, but with this Achilles injury, especially being, you know, him being a seven footer, you kind of throw out next season, right? Like you throw out that whole first season of his contract because he's just not going to be the player that you're, you're expecting with that huge deal. Fair or unfair? I w- no, that's unfair. I wouldn't say you throw out the whole season. Yeah, I mean, well, I combine that with the fact that the Mavs still wouldn't be good. Would they be good with anybody else they could get in free agency? Well, see, it, it's it's no. a difference. It's different now. If you're going to go after a, a huge guy, he's going to be worth thirty percent of your your cap next year. If you're going to give him a max, so it'd be four. His his cap his max number would be four years, a hundred and twenty eight million, which next year would equal thirty point three million. That's where he would start off for next yeah, year. That's his. Yeah, that's that's if you're going to give him the max. Now, yes. there has been reports both by Zach Lowe and by uh, by NewOrleans.com that the Pelicans have considered a two, three, maybe even a four year deal at less than the max. Okay, so my thing, if they're considering a two year deal and the first year is a complete throwaway, I'd, why? That I mean, that would be my question. <laughs> like a two, maybe a, the two year deal could save them even more because you, you look at it you look at a guy you, you get a whole year you get a whole year of an audition essentially to see where this guy is going to be physically going forward for the, the last part of it then in, then in that second year then he becomes what he's going to become and then you're able to offer him the full max if you see him being able to reach his full potential if he's not and he's nowhere even close like let's just say that he just is a shell of himself then they only have that one extra year like a two-year deal makes sense yeah, I see that. Like a one sure. plus I mean, one. Walsh reported back in January when it first happened that it's a six to ten month time frame. I mean, that was in January. So let's just say ten months. That's the end of October, first of November. That's when the first of the season Season's starts. Started, yeah. So I mean, that's that's why I'm saying I don't think you can throw away. I mean, at the longest a ten month time frame. I mean, it took Wesley Matthews five. And I know he's a wing, but then you look at Cousin, let's just give him 10. Let's give him double the time that Wes took. Give him 10 months. You're still at the very beginning of the season, first couple weeks of the season. So I I would say all-star break, I mean, January at the latest, you know, as far as if they want to be extra cautious with it. And, and your, it your just, season's done already by then. The Mavericks have five wins by then. <laughs> Depends. Okay, they have 15 wins. <laughs> I don't know. Is to me, you just, you kind of weigh it like, what kind of team do the Mavericks want to be? And I think if they go after Demarcus and they really make a huge push for him, then you kind of have an idea of what the team wants to be or wants to try to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they we want to win now. I mean, you're you're getting your second pick. You're you're getting your second top ten pick. You're building around those two guys, and you want the next piece of the puzzle. You want some, you know, Cousins would be the best free agent that we've gotten in. Ever? <laughs> I know. Like, that's the, like, how long, you know, how far do you have to go back with that? So, like, and that's the thing when you, I mean, you're talking about a guy that was averaging. So, so your whole big holdup, let's just clear this up, is only the injury. No. 
I was okay, not. So, I was not done with my holdups. <laughs> okay, so let's let, yeah, let's keep on going so I can counter some. Of this. Okay, so the age to me, just in general, is a holdup. He's just not really on the. He's not on the timeline of the rest of the guys. We don't know what that means as far as what he's wanting to do, like what kind of team he's wanting to be on. Then you have the injury. I think the injury combined with his age, I think matters more than just more than just the age itself. Like I would go after a 28 year old Marcus cousins with no injury probably. But then my other holdups is the type of player that he is. Uh, he's not going to really, he's not bringing you much on the defensive end. He's not really bringing you rim protection. And so uh, then he's not like a hole though. It's not, he holds his own defensively. He's he's fine. He's fine. He's not like an elite. He's not like Gobert, but he holds his own. He's not like a. He's, he's not, not like somebody. He's not Joe Flacco elite on defense. <laughs> you have no room to talk about Flacco. You got Andy Dalton and his little red hair that's never did anything. Oh, wow! So- wow! <laughs> wow! I just got his um, Ravens hat on, and he's just raving over there about Joe Flacco. Like, Dirk is a, you know, it's something you have to account for defensively, and that's just part of it. He's not Dirk, so, like, he's better than that defensively. He is not Dirk is the best thing you've ever said. Exactly. Um, my, my other question, how good can the Mavericks be with him is my other question, too. Like, what's their ceiling, especially their ceiling in the next – you really have to look at it as next three years. Like what? what how how high can get, they go? How good can they be? Well, another holdup. This is just a question I have: Is does the draft have anything to do with going after Demarcus? Because if you get like, let's say you get Marvin Bagley, are you going to throw Marvin Bagley and Demarcus Cousins out there together? Yeah, yeah, you are. You really going to do that? I would for sure. I don't know. That's that's weird. I mean, that's a weird group. I guess Dirk Dirk starts, but whatever it is, heck yeah, throw that out there. Sign me up any day for that. Uh, he's also the most opposite Mavericks player ever that's ever existed. That's a, uh, that's Ron, probably Rondo. my biggest holdup. <laughs> okay, here's my, here's my pushback does, on that. He does not fit the mold, and and what I mean by that is. He's been disgruntled before. He's the Rondo of bigs. <laughs> like mm, we had Deshaun Stevenson. He's not the t- the level of player that these guys are. That's just, yeah. It's completely different. I agree, but what have we seen? It here. Okay, this is. I did a little bit of homework on this. So, Cousins has had six coaches in eight years that he's been in the league. Yeah. Paul Westfall, Keith Smart, Mike Malone, George Carl, Dave Yeager, Alvin Gentry. Six coaches. Like, that's the thing. Like, I get his He was also in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, he was also in Sacramento. But, like, I get his, like, personality and the off-the-court stuff. I get that for sure. But maybe at this point in his career at 28 years old that he's saying, man, like, <laughs> I want a good coach. I want a genius. I want to win. And that's, like – him and Carlisle, like it could, I was talking to a national writer the other day that works for a big site and we were going back and forth on the potential of Boogie and Carlisle pairing. And he, and he, he, the first thing he wrote back, he goes, man, I think that pairing could be perfect because of like their like need for each other kind of, and like not really Carlisle's need for him, but like what Rick could do with him. And, and like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not as worried as about that as some, just because he hasn't. He's been on a shaky foundation his whole like career. Like it seems like every coach he has, he has a new coach the next year. I mean, six coaches in eight years—that's pretty wild. So, I mean, 
there was a couple years there was like new coach, new coach, new coach. I mean that affects some people. Is like, well, who cares about that? Well, that that factors into a lot of different stuff. So yeah, in with the like with the draft stuff before last year, I would be worried. Like in your situation, like I would be, you know, man, like I don't know if he could play with, you know, whatever insert whatever draft pick in uh, another big. But last year proved that he can play with a big because he played with Anthony Davis. So like, <laughs> okay, all right, he played with the most versatile best big in the entire National Basketball Association. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. But I'm just saying, like, Marvin Bagley is super athletic, moves all around the floor, stuff like that. Like he, like we've seen Cousins on the court with another seven footer before. So I'm not worried about. Least, I wouldn't be worried about that. I just yeah, I don't think that those two players specific. Like if if they got Bamba, I would not be concerned about it yeah they could play together yeah i'd be fine with that but bagley would, would concern me ayton would concern me like the pairing of those two yeah and so like the like the injury is a whole different discussion because i do understand the entry i mean you look at the track record for sure and some of these guys and- they get cousins and michael porter jr <laughs> you're just like <laughs> we just all become doctors <laughs> yep. learning about all these dumb the whole fan base and, will be yeah. doctors um, but like, you know, you look at the injury and everything with that West Matthews, Elton brand, Kobe's people throw these names out. There's also the, the Dominique side to that too. Dominique Wilkins, Dominique, the best in game dunker of all time. Like, you know, considerably him and Vince Carter, like until super now. athletic, the what <laughs> best dunker in game dunker of all time until now. Um, Smith Jr. <laughs> But like Dominique, like he was built off his athleticism. He tears his his Achilles, comes back the very next season, averages twenty nine point nine points a game. He averages thirty points a game the next season. So like, I know he is a an outlier, and you're looking at okay, well, what about all, all the other guys? Um, I get that. So I get the worry. I get the worry on the injury. So if like if somebody's sitting back saying, I don't, I don't get the worry about the age. The age doesn't bother me. He's twenty eight years old. At the end of this con- at the end of this contract, he will be the same age as West Matthews is now. And like, it's different for I, bigs though. That that's the thing. Like, like look I get at that. But we're looking at West Matthews now, and I don't view West Matthews as old right now. Like, I know he's like uh, not the same what he used to be, but I, people are acting like the, at the end of this max contract for Cousins that he's going to be like looking like he's like Dirk and, and thirty eight years old. That's that's completely different ball game. So he could. Hmm. Well, you could say that about a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, we, like, we, we don't we, know what he's. We don't know what he's going to be like, but we've also seen guys get to the, get to that age as a big and be like, "Man, I don't, I don't think they can play anymore." I mean, I guess, but I mean, you're just talking about like that. That's an unknown that you can say with a lot of people. Like, uh huh. I don't know. Like, also, also give him this. He he doesn't need. He doesn't rely on his athleticism as much as other yeah. guys like as much as Dwight Howard so he's not he's not that like Dwight Howard was kind of at 33 Dwight Howard's kind of he's kind of done he's washed so so you're making this argument that if we have the chance to max out Cousins and he's saying I will sign on the dotted line for a max contract you say we should take the paper and say no we shouldn't do it and like that's my thing of like when we have wanted a free agent for so long and this guy was an all-star starter. A starter. Yeah, Isaac, what Isaac, is, we've won one, but not like this. Not like won, this. No, what do you mean not like this? This dude's 28 years old. He was okay. a starter. The guy. Like, so 25 he ter- and 13. Like, that, like, this is the thing that, like, 
this this would be like us saying this is like Cleveland saying see a Kyrie like bye like like this is our chance to get this next guy like and we're like to walk away from it because we want to chase Julius Randle you know something like that if we have like that that's my that's my whole thing like I'm all about We've sucked the past couple of years, and let's let's go in for it. Let's, I'm okay let's push to I'm okay playoff. to suck a little bit more if it if it means yeah. that if it means that the Mavericks won't be in the third year of Demarcus Cousins' contract, he's unplayable because his Achilles injury just keeps flaring up, and he just can't stay on the court. And then you still have that one extra year of of max money that you have to pay him, where he's taking up thirty percent of your cap. It's it's worth it's worth it for me. That it's risk worth, is worth it for you. It is, yeah. To get a guy of his skill, his talent, an all-star starter at 28 years old that was averaging 25, that's averaged 28 a game before, yeah, to pair with uh, Dennis, everything. So, like, I mean, look at in 2019. You go, let's say we sign Cousins to the max at the end of this, at the end of next, this coming season. Who's on the books after this season? This Wes is, is gone. This, this, is my, this is my other. This is my other point. The, the the only guys on the books right now would be Dennis at like three point seven, and then uh, Barnes and Powell both have player options. Barnes is twenty five and Powell is uh, ten, and then whoever else they sign through that season, like this off season. Yeah. So like, just right now, if you throw in like Dennis Barnes, Boogie. At the thirty-seven million and the draft pick, let's say the first round. Yeah. Draft oh pick. yeah, and the draft pick would be too. Like, let's. That's like sixty-five million, seventy million at max. Let's say between those guys, they give no because then you got you have Powell too. Okay, well, seventy-five million. That You're still at- leaves you an, enough room to chase another big free agent. You can do, and we're banking on Powell opting in. We're banking on Harrison Barnes opting in to his last deal. We they don't will. know that stuff. I mean, we're assuming it. Dwight Powell going to get $10 million somewhere else? Hey, you never know. Barnes I mean, going to get $25 million somewhere else? Hey, some media site says he's the best Maverick this season. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Shade throne number two. But, no, like, that's the thing. Like, you still have – do you – I think you're more of an appealing location to these ni- 2019 free agents. You're probably going to have 20 to $25 million in cap in 2019 sitting there saying, we have Boogie, we have Dennis Smith Jr., we have – Bamba, Bagley, whoever it is, Luca, we have Harrison Barnes, whoever it is, come join us and be part of that. If we get Luca and Cousins, you think they'd be friends? <laughs> that would be so funny to watch together. It'd be like a TV show. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Okay. If the Mavericks did sign to Marcus Cousins, I don't think I would be upset. Like, I wouldn't be outraged. I just don't think it's the best thing to do. Like, I don't think it's the most, it's the wisest thing to do because you, you're mentioning what they're going to have after this season. So this, this, and, and why I talk about next season being thrown away is, so let's say DeMarcus does come back. He takes that 10, he takes that 10 months and then he comes back and he's still kind of like shaky. Cause when you come back from an injury like that, you're, you're still, you're still shaky. That takes him into January, maybe February, maybe like after the all-star break, he's like, he's like all in all cylinders. You know what I mean? Okay. By, by the end of then your, your season is done. Okay. Next season. Which you said you're okay with anyway. Being being done. Well, you you just said a while ago with like if we went the young route, you're like, I'm okay with sucking again. So either way, you think we're gonna suck either way. That's so true. So you're okay with it. That's true. But then okay. then when you take it into the season after that, then you have like cousins at like thirty three or thirty four or something like that. 
and Barnes at 25 and then Powell at 10 and then Dennis in the draft pick. And that is, that's probably, let's see, the cap's going to be 108 then. So you're looking at 70% of your cap. Just yeah, well, in, I mean, in those guys. It also has a lot to do with Dennis's development. I mean, Dennis in year that year three of Dennis, you're hoping that he is close. I mean, not what I mean. You can't say Donovan Mitchell, but like close to what Donovan Mitchell is now, having that type of impact. Then you have Boogie. Then you have the draft pick, which will be in his second year, whether it's Bagley, Bombo, whoever it is. Harrison Barnes is still there. I mean, on that in that right there, you're looking at Harrison Barnes possibly being your fourth best player. I'm okay with that. Yeah, so like that, a that's team, what I'm a team has won a championship with Harrison Barnes as their fourth best player. That's what I'm saying. Like if well, those he was four fifth, guys, if those four guys are is seventy percent of your cap, and you the development of the draft pick and Dennis into his third year is what it is. Sign me up. So then, so Demarcus Cousins being a fixture of a team that is going to bring in free agents. This is the free agent class of 2019. Now you have. Restricted guys in Towns, Porzingis, and Booker. All those guys are going to get absolute max. There's no, they're restricted. There's no way. Then you have Miles Turner. Kind of interesting. Restricted. It's yeah, possible. Dallas guy. Possible. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Kawhi Leonard. Clay, unless he gets an extension before then. Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Jokic. If that that whole thing with Jokic is kind of weird in Denver. Justice Winslow, and then Isaac, the big one. Oh, oh, I'm ready. We could bring him back home. Free agent in 2019, Justin Anderson. <laughs> hey, I actually like him. I think <laughs> did Philly win that deal? Oh gosh, did they? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I Could guess. Have. They got draft picks. They got two second rounders. And Justin actually plays something for him. He fought he fought Dwayne Wade, so that wins. Is is this core gonna bring in one of those guys? I think it could, but you might not need it. Is <laughs> well, I'm just saying they're going to be like good I, enough by then. Like what I'm saying again, like this is th- this is like that will be year three of Dennis. When do you want him? Like you're hoping that he continues. He had a heck of a season this year. He let's say he continues next year. Then then that year you're hoping that he's really taking that next stride into it. Second year of the draft pick, whether it's Bagley, Bomba, whoever it is. Especially if you get somebody like Luca or Aiton that can contribute. I mean, even Bomba, whoever it is, like can contribute now. Still have Harrison Barnes, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't know how many of those guys are actually going to hit the market. So, like, that's th- – those are the uncertainties. That's why I'm like, you're – you. You could pass up Boogie with the hopes of going after one of those guys. Like, looking at those guys, how many of those guys are actually going to hit the market? Maybe Jimmy Butler, the best one. Like, I don't see Clay hitting the market. I don't see, like, I mean, you're going to. I don't see Kawhi hitting the market. <laughs> like, if he, he's, if he doesn't get the extension, then somebody's going to get traded, and they're probably going to assign him to an extension. Like, that's the thing, like. To pass up, like if Boogie is sitting there saying, "I'll sign on the dotted line," like I, for me, it's just too, it's too good to pass up. There's too much of an uncertainty. I think if you you pass that up, then you are signing a paper of saying, "Well, I'm going to be bad for, you know, two or three more years." Some people that's fine with, but I think 
you know, I so, like there's that. so many there's so many questions about him though. That like the Achilles injury is not just a wrist. You know, it's not like it's something that is it's massive. Like guys just don't re- don't return from that very often. Yeah, I mean like it's just such a it's such a risk to me to give him a max of like, all right, you're going to be 30% of our, our of our salary cap for the next 4 years. And we have this huge, it's this huge, big risk. Like I would just rather, this is what I would rather do. I'd rather have. And we haven't talked about our medical staff either, about how it good could, that, that could help. medical staff is with Casey Smith and all those guys and how, I mean, they're just brilliant with that. They're, I mean, people across the league, we're not just saying that from a biased perspective, like Dallas has one of the best medical staffs in the league. So like if they're signing off on it saying, Yes, give him the max. And Dallas is giving – if Dallas signs Boogie Cousins from the max, then you know the medical staff signed off on that, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, but you'd also have to imagine that they're projecting for, to oh, a yeah. certain extent. Well, you're projecting with anybody coming off an injury. I mean, from ACLs to whatever it is. I mean, that you're always going to be projecting. you got to take a risk at some point. And if Dallas isn't in L.A. or in New York, it's not like we've had our choice of free agents this whole time of like, okay, whoever it is. It, it's not like we're saying, you know, Paul George and DeMarcus Cousins is right there, sitting there ready to sign on the dotted line. And I'm saying, okay, pick in that case, pick Paul George because he doesn't have the energy. I get that. But for where we are at in our history of free agents, if somebody like DeMarcus Cousins – a six-time all-star who is an all-star starter right before his injury is willing to come here for the next four years, you do it. And I mean, that's just my opinion. Hmm. I'm pretty dang excited next year. If you roll into, if you roll in next season with DeMarcus Cousins, Bagley or Bamba Barnes and Dennis Smith Jr. That's- Going into next season, DeMarcus isn't rolling into anywhere. <laughs> DeMarcus, in a wheelchair. DeMarcus, DeMarcus no. is walking in with crutches. <laughs> no, that's bullcrap. He he'll be on the court in training camp. Mark my word. All right. If he wherever he's at, he'll be on the court. That will be in training camp. That will, that will be nine months. He'll be on the court. I'm not saying he'll he'll be ready for opening night, but yeah. I'm still not sold. It's too big of a too to too big of a we, risk. We can we can be different. We can you know do so. You'd rather strike out, like let's say it's Demarcus Cousins or none of them. You're still saying none of them. You're yeah, still I would rather no. go none of them, and still and just suck for a while. Yeah, and 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 develop the younger players and. Oh my gosh. What? Okay, so you're saying this that if, if they they bring players. in Demarcus, it's not tanking. If I'm if I'm just wanting to develop the players that I have. You, okay. that, that was the code for this whole past year. <laughs> Stop called, that. It's called rebuilding, Isaac. Do it right. <laughs> We're trying to develop our young guys. You're saying that having DeMarcus Cousins wouldn't hinder like the playing time or growth of like a Bagley or Jaron Jackson Jr. No. Or, at all. No. It's definitely going to hinder their touches. Yeah, their touches. But, I mean, is that is that everything, though? Like, for, Bagley, a, for Bagley, it is everything. <laughs> For what we've saw, like what we've watched in college. Okay. I'm still not sold on it. I I wouldn't be like At I said. At some point, you gotta get some. You gotta get some stars. You can't just like. Yeah, yeah but does they they have to be broken stars? Do they have to be broken, disgruntled stars? Yeah. Is that is that. <laughs> Sometimes. Watch me eat my words in like two years, and they're like in the playoffs, like 
<laughs> Western Conference Finals. Like Boogie is an, another dominating. He's like honestly. thirty-five and forty. Didn't Four- Kevin Durant get like every kind of max you can imagine after his like foot surgery and stuff that was supposed to be like career possibly ending and all that? Yeah. Well, he's he's super oh, light. He's super light though. That's the thing. Like these huge, these huge big men with like with feet injuries. That's that's tough. Like it's a, it's a lot of weight. Like they list him at two seventy, might be two fifty. That's still like a lot of weight to carry around. But that's still a dangerous foot injury, and he's still seven feet tall. Yeah, and he's arguably the best player in the league right now. Gonna win probably another title, and he's gotten a max plenty of times. This is true. He's I'm also like, he's also way better than Demarcus Cousins. Oh, he, he very better. Yeah, way better. Like very better. Better. Very, very better. Very better. Very very better. <laughs> but no, I I just I I think for a guy that is twenty eight, a top twenty player in the league, you got to do it. You have to. You have no choice. I, I think you do, especially if you. Yeah, I mean, you've, we've missed out forever. So. Okay, I know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me for sure. Oh, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. People hate the idea of Cousins coming to Dallas, but I do like your point about Carlisle. If he's willing to do it. So there's just so many questions about it. Let's, let's finish on this. There's so many questions about it. Like there's the injury. That's the biggest thing for me. The relationship with, with Carlisle and, and DeMarcus, that's the biggest thing. That's like such a sink or swim thing. And if he's, and like if he's if he's healthy, so let's say he's hundred percent healthy, comes back, he's ready for you know November, December, whenever, he's ready then. Then all then you have this other ch- benchmark of is he gonna work with Carlisle? And let's and then we find out he doesn't. Then you're like, dang, this is another like bigger catastrophe than like Nerlens was. You know what I mean? Like it just becomes yeah, another it, saga. Like but Nerlens, but Nerlens, like there was a. He was only here for a year. Like Nerlens had a ticking. Like Nerlens wasn't long term. I I have a very very strong indic- inclination that if Nerlens signed that four year seventy million deal, Carlo would have worked. It, his situation would not have turned out like it did. So, like there's because then he would have had the money to pay for his own food at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> there's more to that. I think another question would be like what you know what would the roster look like next season because. You would have to for to clear up thirty million. You'd have to probably trade Dwight Powell, try to find a taker for nothing. You'd probably be super hard to bring back Doug. Um, yeah, you're losing a lot of your little little role players you, too. Or you try to shed Wes. I mean, it's just you. There would be a lot more maneuvering to to bring in Cousins to win if you went the route of like a Julius Randle or a Jabari or something. You could probably pretty much bring everybody back. And sign them and be fine. So, do you think the Mavericks could get Demarcus on less than a max? Um, it just depends on where New Orleans lands on this. If they come in with an offer of like two years, you know, twenty million, whatever it is. What if Dallas comes in and says we'll pay you three years for you know three years twenty eight million? You know, would he take that? Each more? you're talking each year. Yes, yeah, twenty eight a year. So like. Yeah, that's the thing, and I think that that's where it leaves the equation open of, you know, if New Orleans hesitates. I think he goes back to them if they get anywhere close to the max, which I think right now, with how they're getting smoked by Golden State, I think it's almost turned back. I think they'll probably just give it to him. But, you know, if they come at him with a two-year deal or something like that, even if it's two-year max deal, if it's like two years, $30 million or something, and Dallas is sitting there saying, we'll give you four-year max. 
Like, come be the guy again. And with better surrounded talent than you had in Sacramento. He's familiar with the organization. His his brother played here. You know, as far as everything with that, he I've mentioned this before. I talked to him back last year or back when he was with the Kings. I talked to him about his thoughts, how the organization has treated his brother. He just gushed about Cuban, the city, the organization's top notch, all that different stuff. So it's just a matter of does he want that or and then how much money comes into play with all that? Those are the big questions about DeMarcus Cousins. It'll be an interesting summer. I'm sure we'll debate this even more, especially when more news comes out, when agents start floating things around, like DeMarcus is already running five-on-five five drills or something dumb like that. You know, you, we know you're, We'll see a gym workout video. Yeah, we know there's going to be something. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Tweet us at Lockdown Mavs, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. Uh, and tell us if you want DeMarcus Cousins or not. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>